And a very good morning to you, Peter. Happy Friday to you. Good morning to you, Silvana, and good morning to all the listeners. Yes, absolutely. Another, yeah, another miserable Friday. I'm not quite sure when this, when spring is actually going to show its face. Mm. Um, this weather, and it seems like there's another cold front on the way, so we'll have to grin and bear this for a little while longer, but never mind. Mm-hmm. Never mind. <laughs> um, yes, exactly. as you mentioned in the intro, um, this week celebrated International Chocolate Day. Yes. So there was no ways we were going to get let that pass unnoticed or uncelebrated. Yes. Um, because I think I think you and I are both confirmed chocoholics. Mm. And I, I certainly am. Oh, it's my, oh yes. It's it's one of my weak... I'm, I'm not a big sweet eater, mm-hmm. um, but chocolate certainly falls within the, th- the, the, the sweetness that I do like. I must admit, I'm a massive chocolate fan. Yeah, same, um, same. So I thought, I thought what we'd do is... I'd share a recipe, which is a, which is a, it really is probably my favorite chocolate cake. Again, not being a massive cake fan, mm-hmm. this is a flourless chocolate cake that really is kind of my go-to chocolate dessert. Um, it's a really easy one to make, um, and it is absolutely delicious. And the beauty of it is because it doesn't have flour in it, it's it's virtually impossible to overcook it. I mean, you, you'd have to set it alight mm-hmm. to actually overcook it. Um, and the beauty is it also lasts, it doesn't dry out because it doesn't flour. So if you, if you, if you take three days to eat it, that's also fine because it doesn't, it doesn't get stale because it doesn't have flour in it. Yes. So basically what we're looking at, look, it's quite rich. And the recipe does sound a little bit over the top, but from a normal, like a normal nine-inch um, uh, um, cake tin, where you would normally get sort of twelve slices of cake, with this, because this chocolate cake is so rich, you can actually get sixteen slices out of the same cake, because oh, wow. you really don't need a, a big wedge like you would do normally, mm-hmm. because it is just so rich. So, so the recipe is um, it's three hundred grams of butter. 400 grams of, of dark chocolate. Now, I, I think it's important with recipes like this, always when cooking with, with, with chocolate, it's always better to use the dark, the more bitter one. So mm-hmm. if you can find something that's sort of 70% cocoa butter, and the reason we, we use the, the dark and the bitter chocolate to, to, to cook with is otherwise these desserts can be sort of sickly sweet. You know, unfortunately, most of the milk chocolate you buy is just hydrogenated veg- vegetable fat and sugar. So it's not particularly good for you, and it it tastes more like sugar than than mm. the actual bitter cocoa. Yes, and so you want something that's got a hint of bitterness on it, just so that the the the, the, the cake is not overwhelmingly rich. Mm-hmm. So we've got three hundred butter, four hundred um, four hundred dark chocolate. Then there's ten eggs, ten, uh, two hundred grams, mm-hmm. ten eggs, yeah. ten whole eggs. Okay, um, uh, two tablespoons of cocoa powder. And then um, 200 grams of sugar. You can, if you wanted to, make this sort of uh, keto-friendly um, and actually use uh, some xylitol instead of the sugar. And, and if you're going to use the xylitol, you can probably half that amount. Yes. So maybe maybe 100 grams of xylitol. So so it's it's good. Diabetics can eat this um, sugar, you know, because we, we're, we're removing the actual sugar. So. First thing to do is to put the chocolate and the butter into a uh, into a double boiler to melt. Okay. Um, it's always it's always important when you're melting chocolate to, to never 
never get the, the chocolate in direct contact with heat because it has such a low melting point that in, in, invariably it burns and goes all lumpy. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you'll notice that when you put it over a double boil, the chocolate melts before the butter is. And that shows you what, what sort of low melting point it has. Yes. So once your, once your butter and your chocolate have melted, remove it from the heat, let it cool down a little bit. You don't want it piping hot. Then the next thing to do is to separate your eggs. You want your eggs and your egg whites separate. Mm-hmm. And you add your egg yolks to the sugar and to the cocoa, and you mix that into a nice paste. And when that, once that's done, then you can mix in your melted chocolate and your butter. So you've got this nice, big, sticky bowl of chocolate sludge. Mm. Um, resist the temptation to start eating it immediately. Um, and then the thing to do then is then you must beat the egg whites to, to stiff peaks, mm-hmm. and then you fold the egg whites into the chocolate mixture. So you've got a, quite a light, airy chocolate mixture. Now you pour that into a greased um, um, cake ring, mm-hmm. um, ideally one of those, um, the ones that you can the, the clip on, so you can take the bottom out, yes. springform molds. And then you bake it in the oven at about 160 degrees, probably for about 30 minutes, 25, 30 minutes. And what actually happens is, this is almost a souffle recipe. When mm-hmm. you see it'll come up in the oven, it'll come up almost like a souffle, it'll rise above the tin, which is exactly what you want. Mm-hmm. But what we do then is once you've taken it out of the um, out of the mold, so don't leave it in for too long. It will still have a little bit of a wobble to it. Because it doesn't have flour in, yes. putting a skewer in to see if it's wet is not going to help because it's going to be wet because it doesn't have the flour. Mm-hmm. So after the 30 minutes, it'll still have a bit of wobble. Take it out. And then loosen the outsides of the of the ring mold, but don't take it out. Then there's the trick. What you need to do is get a couple of plates um, that are just smaller than the size of the cake tin. And then you wrap those in cling film and you put them on top of the cake. So you actually want the cake to collapse. So the whole idea is that now that it's cooked, you're actually compressing it. Mm-hmm. It's called a pressed chocolate cake. And the whole idea is that once it once it cools, it almost has like a, a fudgy um, chocolate brownie kind of consistency to it. Mm-hmm. And that's because you've now compressed it. So it, it, you want it to collapse in on itself. Um, and then that's it. Let it cool down. Uh, if you can, <laughs> if you can wait that long, <laughs> ideally it's best to do. And then just a thin slit of that. I like to serve that with, with something like uh, creme fraiche, some sour cream, or some some berries like uh, uh, raspberries, strawberries, blueberries, that kind of thing. Berry berries that are quite astringent that are not uh, sickly sweet. Because mm-hmm. again, this chocolate is so rich, it's so delicious. That what you really need is a little bit of astringency to go with it just to balance it out. Yes. But the cake needs no icing, no adornment, anything apart from just serve a slice of it. And it is a slice of chocolate heaven. Mm, yum, yum. I can, I'm just thinking about it. I'm picturing it and visualizing it yeah. as you oh, are describing it. Is, it. <laughs> I say, it does sound like an awful lot of chocolate, butter and yeah. eggs. Yes. But as I say, that's what makes it so rich, but also what makes mm. it so delicious. Oh, and the yum, beauty yum. of it is it'll last. I mean, we I did one for, for when I was I was one of my trips to Mozambique mm-hmm. and uh, for a private lodge and we put it out and it lasted uh, uncovered with a little, a little sort of cake thing. It lasted four days oh, um, wow. before it got devoured. Yes. But, uh, and, and even on day four, it was still nice and moist in the middle mm-hmm. because there's no chocolate because um, there's no uh, flour on it. It yes. remains that fudgy consistency. 
Mm-hmm. So it's um, it's definitely a winner. What I will do actually is after the interview, I'll send you the recipe. Ooh, that'd so if be you nice. Want, if you get any, you get any requests for it, you can you can always put it up on the website. Yes, because it yes. is it's it's definitely it's an easy one to do. And uh, without doubt, the, the 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 nicest chocolate cake that I've ever tasted. It really is. It's a it's a recipe that comes from um, from the River Cafe cookbook, the River Cafe in London. Oh wow! It's it's, it's their mm-hmm. recipe. It's a fantastic recipe. It's it's. I mean, if I think of how many functions I've made for it, mm-hmm. it's one of those things I've yet for to find someone go. Oh, it's too rich. I don't like. It. It's it's kind of it's it's one of those easily. It's an easy one to convert people to bitter chocolate. Mm-hmm. I think. Oh, yes, definitely. No, send that recipe, please. I'm sure that lots of us out here wanting to try that recipe. And it sounds yeah. so easy as well, easy to make. Well, it is. It's simple. You know, the only difficult part is the folding in of the uh, egg white into the chocolate. I know and that's, mm. I mean, that, and then that's not, that's not science. That's anyone who's made a cake will, will understand yes. the, 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 the whole idea of folding in egg white into a mixture in order to keep it aerated. Mm-hmm. And that's the that's the only kind of technical part. The rest is is simple as it's just a case of weighing out the ingredients and getting on with it. Absolutely. You know, and if you think about it, it's going to set because it's all the eggs. Obviously, is obviously the eggs, and it's chocolate and butter. Mm-hmm. So when it cools down, it's going to set naturally. Just that butter and the chocolate will start to to go hard, um, or, or well, harden up, and and that will give you this beautiful, beautiful cake with great structure. Mm-hmm. Oh, it sounds absolutely divine. I can't wait to get the recipe so that I can try it out. Mm. Definitely. That's, it's it's got to be done. It's a winner. It yes. definitely is. Now, Peter, tell say, me. You know, mm. yeah. Yes, sorry. No, no, go. Go ahead. I said, because because it's um because it's so rich, I'd say 16 slices out of a normal cake, wow. it, really, it really does go a long way. Exactly. And you know what? What what you've highlighted there is that it has that texture, that moist, you know, so the moisture. Mm, mm, mm. Um, I, I think the one thing that does not appeal to me is a dried out chocolate cake, you know, and oh, um, oh goodness. It's, I, can, it's, I can think of I can think of nothing worse. Mm, exactly. Um, I mean, half of those cakes, they don't even taste like chocolate. Yes. You know, this is what the problem for me is. You know, you've got, again, it's with this buttercream icing that's just got cocoa in it. Mm. So it, it looks, they often look tastier than they actually are because it, it, you're not getting that lovely richness and the bitterness from the chocolate. You're just getting a, you know, a Kabuna, a Kabuna sponge, which yes. does absolutely nothing for me. Exactly. Same, same. And, you know, but the way you've described this easy recipe now, very simple recipe. I, I like the fact that it's a moist type of cake. So there's no dryness yeah. at all, especially with no flour, you know. Yeah. I mean that's one of the, that's one of the, the attractions of it is exactly that. Mm-hmm. That uh, and I mean if 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 it's if it I mean now it doesn't make any any sense because of the temperature. But if you make it during the summer, you can actually put it in the fridge and just keep it in the fridge so it doesn't it doesn't melt too much. Because wow. obviously with all the mm-hmm. all the butter and the, and the chocolate on a hot day, it's uh, it, it can be a bit of an issue. So if you make this during the summer, just pop it in the fridge. Yes, definitely. Now, Peter, I want to ask you: um, Are you a lover of chocolate mousse? Yes. 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 But I'm the trick—it's so—it's it's so difficult to make chocolate mousse. I've tried a few times and I've just flopped every single time. I don't know what it is. 
Yeah, <laughs> look, for me, I, I've got a, I've got a nice recipe, but it, it's quite a complicated one, mm. and it, it, it involves a cook savion. Yes. So basically, what you start with is separated eggs again, mm-hmm. um, and then I use sort of, I think it's four eggs, uh, six eggs, six eggs, mm-hmm. six eggs separated, and then into the six eggs you pour about half a cup of orange juice mm-hmm. and um, a tot of a, a tot or two of brandy if, if or rum if you fancy and then half a cup of sugar now that you cook over a double boiler and you whisk it like a savion like if you were making a, a hollandaise sauce mm-hmm. so you cook that out and then you uh, when that when that you fold in your melted chocolate mm-hmm. and then followed by by whipped stiffly whipped cream and and then again the egg whites and then that will give you a magnificent chocolate mousse, nice and rich. Again, the bitterness. Um, again, this is also why bitter chocolate is mm-hmm. the one to work with because it's got the cocoa solids yes. and the cocoa butter in it. So that in, in itself has has a structure when it cools. If you're using cheap and nasty chocolate, you're never going to get that nice richness with the with the with the bubbles in it and that, mm-hmm. that kind of aerated chocolate that you're after for a good mousse. That's so very true. Also, I mean, yeah. like so you the said, better it's quality sickly. chocolate you use, the mm-hmm. better the better cho- the better quality chocolate you use, the the the, the it's gonna it's gonna you're gonna taste it in not only in the taste but also in the finished the finished look of the thing. Exactly, and like you also highlighted, the sweet chocolate is just like so sickly. So the dark chocolate, yeah. definitely my preference too. Oh yes, yes, That's good. and it's very good for your blood sugar, very mm. good for your blood and for your blood pressure. To eat a little square or two a day of of, of must be seventy percent or above mm-hmm. cocoa butter. Yes. So it's amazing, and the beauty of it, it's so rich that you really don't need. You know, when when you're craving sugar and you devour an entire bar of chocolate and feel sick afterwards, the nice thing about that incredibly rich dark chocolate is you can have two little squares, and it'll satisfy your kind of sweet urge. Mm. And because of the bitterness and the richness, you probably won't need to eat as much as you would do normally. Yes, absolutely. Well, Peter, thank you so much for sharing those chocolate delights and that chocolate cake recipe. And uh, you must have yourself a wonderful weekend. It's rainy out there, so stay warm. Yeah, well, I'm I'm heading to Johannesburg this evening, so mm-hmm. um, I've got three days of 28 degrees ahead of me in Johannesburg. Yes. Um, so I'm going to excuse myself from this nasty weather for the weekend. I've got some work to do in Johannesburg. So Lucky you. So I'll be okay. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, well, have yourself a wonderful weekend, safe travels, and you and I will catch up same time next week. We will indeed. Until then, may the source be with you. Thank you, Peter. Bye. Bye.